0: Welcome to Chieftain Roll Call. I'm Bill Tipple with Rick Reed and Jack Barner. Our show is presented to you by Easton Water Solutions. It's put together by the Bell Fountain High School Chieftain Backers, which is a new club, best deal in town. $20 gets you a t-shirt and gets you into the home sporting events throughout the 22-23 school year. And we're here to talk Bell Fountain football as they head into week five. Friday night, they'll be at Indian Lake High School to take on the Lakers in a crossover game. Rick is a longtime assistant coach at Bell Fountain High with the football team, Offensive line. He is the offensive line coach. He's one of the corner coaches. Jack Varner is a junior center on the Bellefontaine High School football team. Last Friday, the Chiefs rolled past Benjamin Logan forty-one-three. First, we'll get the the coaches' take. Rick, uh, big win.
1: Yeah, you know, take care of business. Um, ben Logan's a team that's obviously got some things to work through and in transition, and um, they they'll, um, they have some challenges, and we see that on film and.
2: Biggest thing, you don't take anything for granted. You want to line up and play fast and
1: play physical. And, um, you know, it's always an important game. And we've been in situations before where we felt like we were better than them and and, um, haven't always had the game turn out the way we wanted. So for the most part, you know, there's always things to look at and wish we'd have played a little better. But we'll take 41 to 3.
0: 41 to 3 was the final. Uh, Jack, you were out there playing. Mm-hmm. Starting center, what what you think of last week's game?
2: Yeah, it was a good win. Um, I thought we executed ninety percent well. Um, just got to clean up on the penalties a little bit more. Getting there, but yeah, it was a it was a good, good, good win for us.
0: You both have been on both sides two years ago when Jack was a freshman. Benjamin Logan won the game here last year. The Chiefs won at Benjamin Logan uh, pretty convincingly. Then this year, even more convincingly um, how important is the game uh, I know it's a, a, a local school what's it mean maybe on that week guys and then what's it mean maybe for for the rest of the season or is it already you've already moved on
2: yeah well that means a lot to us because you know obviously when you play schools like Jonathan Alder you don't you know maybe like three of those kids names when you play Ben Logan you know like everybody and you kind of know them personally and so you uh, you want to win games like that because you don't want to hear about it for 365 days. Um, freshman year, they didn't just beat us. They kind of they put it on us a little bit. So it's been good to get after them for two straight years now and, you know, keep those bragging rights. How
0: about your perspective, Rick?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever been um, hidden the fact that it's personal. Uh, a lot of times with Benjamin Logan in a way that's different than other schools, we maybe have had some lopsided wins in my time here, but we we have taken a few losses. and we've had some close games in which we've won. They're unique in the, in the way that they approach things. Now, I think that has seemed to die down in the last few years. I haven't noticed much. Maybe I'm just getting older and I don't hear as much. Um, but, you know, there's been talk at times coming from their camp um, and, and even from adults, and and, and at times their coaches and stuff. And I, again, like I don't think much of that's happened the last few years, but we've had some run-ins. And so, you know, the way we approach things, <clears throat> we take a lot of pride in the fact that we just we just get ready to play. I mean, it's just what we do. We don't, you know, we don't really from week to week. It doesn't matter who we're playing. We're going to approach things the same way. But we've been sucked into some of that stuff at times in the past. And. Like Jack said, no, it is clo- you know, it's close. You know people. Um, you don't, you're you're going to have crossover family, friends um, on both sides of the fence when you're literally, their district is, what, a half mile out of town here. On Brennan Road, you can go and be in Ben Logan school district. So it, it is extra special in that regard, and, and we particularly don't like to lose to them, kind of like what Jack was saying. If you lose a ball game to Jonathan Alder, you know, I don't see anybody from Jonathan Alder. I don't really know anybody from Jonathan Alder. I know of them. Um, I know lots and lots of people from Ben Logan. So, yeah, definitely good to uh, to come out on top, ready to move on to Indian Lake, which is, uh, you know, a little bit the same story.
0: Does a coach or player know when a uh, you know their team is far superior or inferior, which I think I can ask that question now <laughs> that the game has passed. Nobody likes to talk that, about that stuff before the game. but. You know, if somebody would have said that it would have been that lopsided of a game, I would have probably been somewhat surprised. You've been coaching for a long time. Rick, do you ever get surprised either last week or any, any of the games you've coached in over all these years where you either were pleasantly surprised or uh, shocked that your team maybe took one on the chin? Well, I have, but yeah, I've certainly in my career been surprised. Now, you know, this past week,
1: it, the film would have indicated and in the results that were superior team you know and I don't think I think they, they know that I mean they're 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 ex. we're in a veteran team our, our expectations are different than theirs and uh, so you knew going in but I've also been around long enough that you can be better than someone and it doesn't always mean that you're going to play well I mean you go you know football's crazy you go turn a ball over and uh, penalties and bad snaps and there's a lot of different ways you can hand a game to a team and so you always worry about that i've never gone into a game in my life never as a player or a competitor where i was you know not nervous nervous as in you know anxiety about performing am i surprised that we won lopsided no but you know would i have been shocked if it would have been closer game because we didn't play well no i wouldn't have been shocked it's happened before so You know, yeah, um, we knew that on on tape that we're the better team. And, um, you know, and there's also football. We're not just playing against Ben Logan. We're playing against ourselves. We want to, you know, we have a lot of big goals. We want to get into the playoffs and we want to win the league. Let's start with that. We want to get into the playoffs and be in a spot where we feel like we can win as many games as possible. And you don't do that by laying eggs randomly throughout your season. You want to keep building and stacking good performances on top of each other.
0: Getting better, Jack. How would you answer that? You've been playing out for a long time. Where you uh, maybe you were pleasantly surprised? Maybe the Chiefs did better than you thought one game, or maybe shocked the other way too, where you thought thought the team would do pretty well and you lost pretty pretty badly.
2: Yeah, um, obviously, I don't. I think that was kind of the expectation going into um, Ben Logan was we're going to win thoroughly, and we did. But yeah, but you can't sleepwalk into games like that because there has been games where. You know, last year against the lake, I mean, I'm not saying I thought we were going to beat them, but we. Any lake kind of put us on it, like we were down 21 nothing early last year against Jonathan Alder. It was supposed to be a close game, and they hammered us. So you want to go into every game prepared to play your best, because I mean, if you don't play your best, you can get ran out of the building. What
0: you know, I guess those two games from last year were good examples. anything that <laughs> anything that happened,
2: both those games were
0: like that. Oh. Either the other team did really well, or you thought the Chiefs didn't do well? Like, what happened those nights?
2: We played terrible. I think both nights we just played awful, especially Jonathan Alder. I don't think it might have been the worst football game I've ever watched in my life, from our standpoint. Yeah. Some, something that Coach
0: Brown talks about, I'm going to ask you both both about this, then we'll transition to Indian Lake and maybe talk about some individual performer performers. He talks, and I think a lot of head coaches say this, especially, I think, when they know they have a good team, is it's I'm quoting him here. It's our standard, or or we we want to get better. Rick said it a few minutes ago. We're kind of playing against ourselves, to quote Rick. But is that something that you think about in the next uh, six regular season games, Rick? Where you just want to see the team keep getting better and better and better? Yeah, and and that's every team. That's not just us. Even if you're losing, you think the same thing because
1: you know if you have a bad football team and you're not winning, you're still saying the same thing. We just want to get better, and you know the results will take care of themselves. We don't. I don't spend a ton of time focusing on winning because winning t- is a byproduct of the work we put in, whether it be you know this week or uh, six months ago in the weight room. So definitely want to just get better and better this week in practice. You know, we, we've done some things that we think make us better, and some of those things are, are building towards the entire season and not just this week.
2: Part of it also
1: that I don't think we mentioned is you only get so many of these football games. Uh, you know, football, you really are so limited compared to other sports. So you get 40 of them guaranteed. And most guys don't play as freshmen. Quite a few guys don't play as sophomore. So, you know, if you're lucky enough to play varsity as a junior and senior, you're down to 20 games guaranteed. That's not many. And I would never want to give away one of those games and not be, you know, I'm going to be up for every game as a player because I never know when, my number could be called, whether it be you know with the football or uh, something on defense, make a huge play. And those are memories. I mean that's what we're here for is to try to create memories and you know every Friday night's
0: a new opportunity.
2: About the way the uh, Jack will certainly
0: want to answer this too, but we'll go to Coach Reed first. about the Chiefs and offensive line uh, Friday night, the way they you know, back up running back, Riley near played Chris Fogan was out with a little bit of an injury um and riley's a very good skill player but he had a big night and you always say you measure it with the the running back stats but how about the way the offensive line controlled the game
1: i thought we played solid you know obviously we felt like we we're a little overmatched um we were able, we, we expected to handle them but um it wasn't perfect but but there was a lot of good there and uh we did our job and you know it's kind of on to the next
0: week jack how do you think the offensive line played last week
2: yeah i thought we played solid um we made a few mistakes that against good teams will bite us. Like, I had one bad rep. My dad said it was the worst rep of my life. But clean those up, and we'll be good.
0: Was it your best, uh, as a unit, your best performance of the season?
2: Um, I don't know. What do you think, Coach Reed? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I guess I haven't thought of it. Licking
1: Heights, maybe, um, I feel better about just because the opponent's better. Yeah, you know, and there's just so many I see everything. I mean I we, we give out detailed notes on yeah. so I see every rep yeah. times six, keep in mind it's five linemen and then the H, Lane and Kelly. So I'm seeing that, you know, six times if we snap the ball fifty times, which is not particularly high, that's three hundred grades. So I'm seeing everything. It, it was good, but like Jack said, there's always mistakes and, and just bad reps and um Yeah, I, I I probably haven't spent a ton of time evaluating in that regard just because I'm eager to continue on and get better.
0: How about Riley Nurse game, by the way?
1: Yeah, he was was solid. You know, he's different. Obviously, the offense is different. I mean, Riley's super, super talented. He's just different than Chris. He's he's skinnier. Um, So, it's harder. You know, we're not going to line up and just run straight Trey, you know, over and over because it's just not – Riley can. It's just not maybe the best strategy. We're going to look a little different. He's really good outside zone type stuff because he's got really hot feet. That's what Coach Brown calls him, hot feet. He does have – he has really, really live feet. And, and, and that, he's an effective inside tackle runner, but he's, he's just not Chris. I mean, it's, it's a different style back. Um, so we have to – you know, if he was going to ever play in there long term, like if Chris was out for a long stretch, our play calling would change. It, it doesn't mean we wouldn't do any of the tray stuff uh, or inside zone. We'd probably just do it less and then feature him more um we'd probably run a little more empty i mean he's he's a he's probably more of a classic slot back but but he can definitely play right he played well you know that's we're fortunate that we're able to to have chris be out and uh you know you could argue chris is certainly you could argue he's the best running back in the league you probably think he's the best player in the league i mean certainly dominant the first three weeks and then uh or yeah first three weeks and uh the last few weeks of last season, so you know we're lucky to be able to to call Riley's name and Harper's a guy he didn't get a whole lot of reps, but you know I think he's a dude that could carry the football if we really needed him to as well.
0: Two other things from last week, then we'll move on. How about the, the and I know you're a defensive coach, corners coach. The Chieftain defense gets four turnovers, and if I would look at just one thing from last week, I mean obviously it was a resounding win. I, I really liked how the defense looked last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, we defended the run really well. I, I thought they ran the ball a lot more than I thought they would. You know, generally when you play Ben Logan, you think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at you. I mean, they've run trick plays on us up before, and it's, it's actually been them before a couple, quite a few years ago. They ran reverse, if you remember, midfield, like up two scores on us, and we came back and beat them. I want to say like 2016, Anthony Carruthers hit a big touchdown down the seam. Remember that, Tips? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big one. But, so, usually, you know, you go into Ben Logan, you think, oh, they're going to, you got to be prepared for everything. But they were very, you know, just kind of, um, I think they were trying to shorten the game probably a little bit, which I, I get. I mean, if you think you're outmanned a little bit, sometimes it's batting down the hatches and try to limit damage and, and get after it next week. I understand that. But I thought we rallied to the football well. Obviously, we were opportunistic in, um, in the uh, back half, which I say back half, Sully had one of the picks from defensive end. I think Sully, and I, I don't quote me on this, but I think he was out of position. I think he was dropping as an end. Uh, he had flashbacks playing linebacker. Uh, but when you make a pick, nobody
0: says anything. He said that on Chieftain is Corner yeah, with Don Hensley. He was Chiefs. out of position. Yeah. And
1: then Al makes a pick, right? Now one of the picks. Yep, yep, yep. Kaylin. So that's one of my guys. You know, it was a really good play by Kaylin. <clears throat> Kaylin's a guy that he has. Very high potential. You know, we, we constantly are on him about playing hard and being focused. Kaylin is a guy that, you know, talent-wise, he's he's got a lot of it. Um, I was good to see that. I was pretty pumped up to uh, see him. And then he was pretty active with the ball. He had a pretty decent return with
0: it. Fast, which yeah, we, okay. we know we know that would so be touching the football in a lot of other places. And,
1: and he could touch it for us. Honestly, if we ever got really bad injury-wise – Kalen could line up at T and and be a classic running back. Uh, I don't know if that's what he wants to do, but he could do it, and he can play receiver. So, yeah, defensively, obviously, I thought we played hard. I thought Hayden Manns played really well. He's played better the last couple weeks um, than he did the first two weeks, and that's a big – we have to have Hayden playing well. If we want to be really good in weeks 11, 12, and beyond, Hayden Manns has to be one of the best players on the field.
0: Well said. And that's my next question to Jack, which will be my last thing on Benjamin Logan. Then we'll turn the page to Neil Lake. Is, you know, some of the Bell players that had big games, what the Benjamin Logan Middle School? Riley Near would be one of them. Aiden Manns would be one of them. Did those guys, and they're your classmates, did they talk about that after the game? Like, oh, it was really good to have a good game tonight.
2: Uh, Yeah. Riley loves having good games against those guys. He had a big game last year against them. And, I knew on Thursday afternoon that Riley was going to have a big game, just the way he was going and walk through. He was making sharp cuts. Yeah, it's definitely – especially for Riley, you can definitely tell he wants it, you know, to kind of put it on those guys a little bit. And so does Hayden. Um, yeah, they. I think it's probably one of their favorite games of the year for sure.
0: Guys, we turn the page to Indian Lake because it will be week five, Bell Fountain at Indian Lake, uh, Friday night in football, 7 o'clock kickoff. Uh when I think of Bell Fountain Indian Lake games over the years, um, I think of some really physical, hard fought, scrappy games. Now, Indian Lake this year has struggled. They're 0 4. They haven't scored the last two weeks. I'll have uh, Coach Reed give us the, the scouting report, so to speak. What kind of a team do they have?
1: Well, you know, I'm, I'm with you looking back. You know, Indian Lake has been a team that has been a thorn on our side in my career here. We've lost Indian Lake, you know, I'm not happy to admit, I would guess upwards of six times. Since I've been here, um, some really classic games, some some really tough losses. So we've always had a, a pretty good respect for what Indian Lake does. And that goes back to Coach Coburn and 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 John Rapp's, you know, I felt like that there's not a whole lot of change there that obviously Rapp was with Coach Coburn for many, many years. So, you know, when you play the lake, you expect – just a really solid team. They're not going to do a lot of crazy things. Um, you know, they're going, to, they're going to play an odd in and even on defense. Offensively, they spent a lot of time in trips. Um, they'd use their sniffer really well. They're, they're H-back kind of guy. Um, you know, they're a team in transition, though. You know, there, there's no denying that they're, they're, they're struggling right now. They're 0-4. They've had some tough losses. Um, they played a tough Shawnee team last week. It was nice to get eyes on Shawnee. Um, you know, it's a team that we know, always know, then, you, you know, you get to see him for the first time. You see the guy or kid, number eight, um, you know, Lake struggled with him early on in that game and throughout the game, but he's a handful. Um, he's going to be a handful when we see him down the road. So, you know, the, Lake, the Lake's just a team in transition. So they will, I expect they will play hard. I expect they'll, they won't they will beat themselves. Um, you know, they won't do anything that you'd scratch your head and say that was dumb. Um, so they'll make us earn it. And they'll get, you know, they've got our full attention, and they'll get hopefully our very best.
0: Jack, what do you see in their team this year?
2: Um, they got some. They're very well coached football team. They're one of the better football coached football teams in the CBC, I think. Um, they got some talent. Uh, the Caden kid in my class, he's a very good receiver for them. Receiver DB. Um, yeah, they got they got some decent players across the board, but we're looking forward to playing them. You know. You know, we know what they did to us last year, so we're excited about the opportunity.
1: And, and, you know, going back to last year, that was a really good football team from Indiana Lake, and, and I'm not happy that we lost that game, but it, it's hard for me with a straight face to say we were better than them. We ended up, the ironic thing is we go win a playoff game and they lose in the first round right to... Wingdale. Wingdale, yeah. Um, you know, were we were they a better team than us by week 11? Maybe not. They were certainly better than us that night. Um but that was a talented squad that jackson kid um he was he was really good he was he to me you know i felt like ethan yoder was one of the absolute best players in the league last year and i bet jackson was right there with him um and they used him a little different maybe than we did ey you know Ey was just a receiver for us they used jackson all over and uh you know they had some good lineman guys that have all gone and, and the slagle kid at running back was it could get big and physical at times so you know a lot of those guys are gone, I've been there. I know what it's like to graduate a big class and come back the next year, and you're you know you you want to have the same expectations, but you know it's it's uh it's tough, and and that's the reality of smaller school football, even our size, which is D three, and I think Lake's settled in at D five now. Uh, that's just kind of part of it, and they will um you know they'll go through their growing pains this year. And, um, you know, we've been there recently, and then, you know, they'll come out the back end of it, I'm sure, um, hardened up by it and ready to make another run.
0: You know, there's the human nature part of this, though, where you know the coaches watch film, especially kids, which we have a player on the program. We're going to get his opinion here. And especially in the day of social media, the kids know the other team's records. They, they see the film. They see how they've had struggles. Is it a game where it's hard to – Get up if you're a ball-found chief? No, indicator. no, absolutely not. Not even close. Um, a, I, I don't think it's hard
1: to get up for any football game in high school. Uh B, it's Indian Lake, so it's a county rival. C, they beat us last year. No, I, I don't I don't have any of those concerns. I mean, could we not play well? Sure. But as far as is it are they going to have our full attention? Are we going to have properly motivated energy? Just not even concerned at it one bit. Now, I've been there before, what you're saying. I've, I've gone down to Dayton-Stebbins on a rainy night in week 10 when uh, there's nothing to play for. Yes, those are nights sometimes where you do worry about, do you have everyone's full attention? This isn't one of those.
0: How
2: about for you, Jack? Well, <laughs> I missed the question. What was the question? Well, the
0: question is, you know, you just look at the the records and maybe the film. These Some of these are are facts. Belfonts 3 and 1 Indian Lake Zone so 4. The players or the team, you know, will they maybe overlook the opponent and just say, "Well, this is going to be easy this week."
2: No, not against any in Like not especially not after we were four and zero last year and they came and spoiled our party. So no, not against them.
0: Okay, I want to talk uh, about uh, the defense here a little bit more after four weeks, and uh, Don Hensley's talked about this, and that's how the Belfound defense has gone from a four three to a three four and then at times back to a four man front and they've even changed positions with some of their best players and i'm gonna have uh, rick uh, explain this and react to this you know sullivan ashcraft and alex Caudill basically have flip-flop positions yeah. and that's unusual i know you love high school football i mean if you look at the last 20 30 years of found football or any school that's just not something you see and it's actually worked so you know at the beginning of the year ashcraft was the middle linebacker that's what he did last year Caudill was the defensive end. Rick Rick raved about it. Alex, Alex Caudill on both sides of the ball. Said he was just a, a special player. And we know about Ashcraft. He was an all Ohio play, la, player last year. They have flip flopped. Now Ashcraft is back at is over at defensive end. Caudill's the middle backer. And um, I thought they both played great last week.
1: Yeah. Well, they're both really, really good football players. You know, Alex. I've told you before, and Alex can get a little lost in the shuffle just because. He didn't quite have the accolades last year that, that Sully had. But Sully, or Al, is one of the most talented linemen in my time here. He just, um, he's so athletic and he really could be a skilled player. There's no doubt at some schools, like schools with just chock full of linemen. Um, he could absolutely, he could play that H. We moved him there for a minute last year, and it just didn't, I think he got hurt like the week we moved him there but he, yeah, he can, he can carry the ball. He had a return. Uh, I don't know if he caught that.
0: He, uh, he, Interception return. I talked you know, about it on here. Yes, I talked about that too. Up the
1: sideline, um, you know, he's in that middle wedge, and we just put him there for the first time uh, last week. And we put him there because we want him, you know, I want him to get his hands on the ball. I told him, you know, you're a returner. Don't, uh, some guys you put there, you say, hey, they kick it to you. Put both hands on, you know, you get down. Al's not that guy. Go. Um, he can, he absolutely could play running back in a pinch. If we, if, if we got way down that depth chart and we had to play out running back, he'd do all right. So, you know, it's not a complicated sport. When we talked over the summer when Al, or I'm sorry, when Sully was struggling with, you know, some of his injury stuff, there was a conversation of, hey, if Sully's out, who plays Mike? And, you know, my vote was immediate and strong, Al. And Al hadn't done it, but, I said, if we lose Sully, we lose a grown man, and there's not many grown men on our team. Al's a grown man, um, and let's get a grown man for a grown man. And <clears throat> yeah, obviously that's worked, and Sully,
2: it helps for him to play in. He doesn't have to,
1: he didn't have to run, I mean, he just doesn't have to play it so much, and he's heavy handed. I mean, he'll play with his hands. He, he puts his hands on you in a phone booth, that's Jack, he's, he's had a deal with him a few times. Now that, Alex, or that Sully has moved, <clears throat> he's hand to hand combat's a strength.
0: Are you surprised at how good Alex has been at Mike Backer? Not at all.
1: No. It's a simple sport. I mean, see the ball, chase the ball, tackle the ball. True. He can do all that. But now I think he's probably, I would guess, and I'm not digging too deep into this. I'd guess he's playing assignment football better than, you know, Al's really smart. And and has tested this. He doesn't even play the line for us much anymore. We try not to use him, and we haven't used him much lately because he's playing Mike. Al can Al can get our whole line straight and Al can make adjustments on the fly. Like when we outside zone, we reach and run, which is a way of blocking it. Sometimes some schools like to pin and pull, which means the outside guy down blocks, the inside guy wraps. Al will pin and pull on his own and just tell his partner he'll keep those guys straight. Now, he doesn't have to keep Keegan and Jay-Z straight anymore, but last year there was times he had to keep them straight, and he would.
0: After a month, what do you think your offensive line?
1: Solid. Um, Still want more. Um, High expectations just because I know that we've been through so many battles now. Um, we've been through a lot of wars and we're talented. Um, you know, Key and, and Jay-Z are a lot better athlete. Maybe, I don't know how other people view them, but Key and, and Jay-Z are good athletes. Their feet are hot. Talk about Riley, how he's got hot feet. For big, tall guys, Key and Jay-Z can move. Watch us when we run outside zone, how good we've been the last few weeks. It's because they are running fast.
2: And LK does
1: a good job of it too. He may not be as athletic, but LK pumps his feet. It look like Pistons watching. He walks like a flamingo, but um, we don't usually like to walk like a flamingo, but he does it somehow. Um, he just pop, 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 pop. And, you know, Jack's steady. Um, Jack does his job, and the guards were still coming along with the guards. We got to get that's if you're asking why well, I'm not quite quite ready. Uh, Maddie's getting better, though. You know, Maddie's undersized. Um, Matt Ma, he's he 180 pounds. Um, we wish he was 210, but. He is what he is, and he plays hard, um, he's passionate, he's tough. You know, we're, we've got Parker Knox in there now with Zane. We're trying to figure out who's going to play. Maybe both. Right now it's both. Um,
2: you know, Parker's playing hard. He's pushing. He wants to be out there.
1: It's important to him.
0: I'm always intrigued by the guys that maybe surprise us, and we, we talk about that every summer you and I do before school even starts. I would give you two seniors, uh, to me, that have been um, maybe better than what I would have thought, uh, Declan Shannon and, and Landon Kelly. I told you about Declan
1: Shannon. You did? I said – guys that people don't think about. If you don't follow us, Declan is, he's a grown man. He's close. He's close. He's not quite on Al's level, but he's Declan can fight. Declan's strong, tough, um, you know, not as athletic as those guys. He plays like a frog a little bit wide with his legs, but um, he plays hard. We like, we like Declan.
0: How about Landon? ways cause oh, he's well, one of your okay. key blockers. Yeah. LK's LK's. He'll do anything
1: for you. Um, Just tough and smart, real smart, plays hard, played both ways. You know, he's playing offense and defense. I I had to give him off a couple specials. Um, Yeah, LK is a dude that didn't play as a freshman. And I don't usually chase kids because I'm always a guy. Every time we hear about this kid's going to play, that kid's going to play. To me, if you don't play, you don't want to play. LK, I chased um, because I watched him play in middle school, and we needed him back out.
0: And lastly, Rick, uh, then we'll get to the Chieftain Volleyball. Where, where do you think the, you want to see growth um, out of the whole team in the, next, the next few weeks? A couple of areas maybe you're really zoning in on.
1: Clean, You know, and it's cliche, but play clean. Just don't beat ourselves. And we've had that affliction, you know, off and on through the years, and maybe that's on us. I mean, certainly you got to look in the mirror as a coach. We just don't always play clean. Just stay out of our own way. We're, you know, we're more talented than people. You know, don't don't give them more opportunities. Some games we get away with it. Last week. We didn't play clean. We won 41-3 to until come Friday nights, and we've had them before. We don't play clean. And next thing you know, you lose a ball game. You look around and say, why did we lose? Well, these three plays are the reason we lost. Um, you know, I still like to be a, be more hungry, and I think we're playing hard. But Coldwater proved us what playing hard really looks like. And we played harder than everyone else on our schedule, but we weren't Coldwater. And so, all right, well, let's play as hard as them because we're going to find teams down the road that will do it again, and we need to be ready.
0: Is there a CBC Kenton Trail favorite by the way yet? They, I mean, do you have a feel for the league at all? Shawnee's good, I've seen him on
1: film twice now. Um, I don't ever had under mess, underestimate London. London played St. Mary's tough, and I ain't never seen a bad. Have you ever seen a bad St. Mary's team? Well, I did when Doug was gone, yeah. Um, but, what, you ever seen a but bad not normal, I led St. Mary's team. No, so London, they've got our full respect because they're a bunch of grown men. Um, Jonathan Alder. I've never played a bad Jonathan Alder team yet, neither. Um, I know they got a really good running back. Tecumseh Tecumseh plays close with Belbrook, but then Tecumseh loses to Graham. That one doesn't. I'm, I'm, I've seen Tecumseh on film. I'm anxious to see him.
0: The Graham one surprised me.
1: Yeah, now Graham is decent. Decent. Who did Graham
0: lose to? Uh, uh, Graham lost um, at Minster. Yeah, Minster's not that great. Yeah. Well, so yeah, it's kind of weird, but that's high
1: school football. I mean, there's you know when you get you see it guys are 15, 16, 17, 18, whatever. And it'll be, there to be some dog fights and, you know, KR, we, you know, we respect KR. Um, you know, they're probably on paper, not as strong as the others, but yeah, we're going, we're on a bunch of Friday nights where we better show them play, but that's exciting. I'd rather play tough games.
0: Coach. Good luck this Friday. Next tips. That's Rick Reed. I'll found assistant coach He's the offensive line coach of the Chieftain football program. And uh, also Jack Varner was on earlier. I'm trying to get one of the coaches in here, I think. I thought I maybe saw one of the coaches for Chieftain Volleyball back there. I'm going to get her on first, and we have some players here on Chieftain Roll Call. Our show is presented by Easton Water Solutions. We do this every week in the WBCS studio. City
3: water or well water, it doesn't matter which you have, they are both hard water. Don't know the difference? Call me today, Julie, 592-8379. I'd love to show you how you can save money when we fix your water. Easton Water Solutions, locally owned and operated, serving our community. Hi, this is Wes at Easton Water.
0: I know there's many changes going on in the water treatment industry, certainly here at home, but just keep in mind, nothing is changing here at Easton Water. We are your only local choice for everything water. This is Wes Easton. I've lived and worked in Logan County for over 40 years. I've been in the water treatment industry for over 20. I'm a member of many organizations and proudly support our community. Our team at Easton Water is the only local choice for everything
3: water. I love helping my friends, family, and community live better lives right here at home
1: hello this is luke varner from easton water solutions how is your water does your water need improved put my 23 years of experience to work for you give me
0: a call today luke varner Eastern and water solutions 592-8379 hello this is luke varner from Eastern water solutions i have proudly served this area for 23 years in the water treatment
1: business give me a call today at 592-8379 and put my experience to work for you. Easton Water Solutions.
0: going to bring up a chair for the coach here. Coach Phelps is here. And we have some of the players as well. Coach, first of all, I'm going to get that microphone close to you. Who's uh, who's on our show tonight on Chieftain Roll Call? Oh, we have Coach Hodge as well. I didn't see her. She popped in the, in the back door. Okay.
3: Yep, yep. You got both of us. We have seniors Lily Palmer and Olivia Olin with us tonight.
0: All right. And, um... To get Coach Aj on, we're gonna have her and Tara switch spots. We'll talk to the girls and get Tara on as well. Chiefs' Chieftain volleyball team, I think, right now, varsity wise, is six and four. Yes, that's uh, right. But and it's still early, we're, we're not even quite at the halfway point. But this is a big improvement from last year. The Chiefs won three games. Coach Aj, I got many questions for you. This goes back to our old days, and we were talking volleyball or pay talk. Yes. Yeah. The first thing is that I, I think needs to be uh, established on the show is just What made you apply for the job? You were were a very successful volleyball coach. Then you left and the team had some struggles. Then you're back. So what made you want to do this?
4: Honestly, I think it's the players. It's the girls. You know, I've I've had these players in class. I've watched them for several years. And I felt that I just felt compelled to apply for the position. I felt like I still had an opportunity to give back. And um, I'm glad that I'm here.
0: Is it like when you did it before or is it different? How does it compare?
4: Well, I think the girls are, they really want to work hard and they're really working hard to improve. And I think I have a different perspective. I'm a different person. I'm older, maybe a little bit more wise. I don't know, (laughs) but I know I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun. Um, I feel like that having had that break, I'm able to come back in with a different, a different perspective. And I think maybe that's helping.
0: Do Do you remember what years you were the head coach previously?
4: Um, yes. I Well, actually, I came in in 1985, and I was a JV coach here for two years, and then I uh, was a head coach for 14 years, and 2010 was my last season. And after that, Coach Phelps took over.
0: All right. So you did it for 14 seasons. Wow. Is the game any different or, or not so much?
4: Oh, I mean, you know, I think everything evolves a little bit. I mean, I think even we have more players playing in the off offseason. You know, it's a faster-paced game. Um, but I think as far as the fundamentals of the game, things are pretty much the same.
0: What what did you expect out of your team if we were having this talk mid-August? Did you have any uh, – coaches usually don't like to talk wins, but just kind of how you saw the season going.
4: Well, I mean, you know, of course we measure success by more than just wins. Um, I'm, you know, again, I'm really pleased with the progress of the players. We are working really hard. They've been very dedicated. We started actually in the off-season early. It was nice that I was hired early on. Mm-hmm. And we were able to get the players in the gym even – in April because we were able to do individualized instruction, um, with four people at a time. So they've been in working really hard. And I think just seeing them, their progress has been really amazing and it's been really rewarding and not to us as a success. Um, they continue to improve within, you know, every day that we're at practice and also with each match that we play.
0: Any high point match and any low point match when you were really proud and when when you would, you, you'd like to have a, a do over.
4: Well, maybe the girls should answer that one. <laughs> but, I mean, I know that I think that they would probably tell you that they they really enjoyed and had a lot of fun and as a team worked really hard against North Union. Um, they were energetic and enthusiastic, and I felt like that was that was a chance for them to show really what they've been working on, and that was even early in the season. Um, even last night at Kent Ridge, we did suffer a loss, but our first set, we really played very well, and I think they can see that – if they could put that together and and do, be consistent throughout the entire match, I think that they'll realize that they're going to pick up more wins. They're going to surprise more people. Um, but again, we have we have spurts of just absolute greatness, and then we just haven't been able to be consistent in our play, unfortunately. But we're still working. I mean, we're working, and we believe hmm? in ourselves, and we know that it's going to come.
0: What do you look for in a good volleyball team? And, you know, take the, the name of the school or the, the names of the players out. Maybe you're just watching a school from anywhere in Ohio, and three or four things they do well, and that's why they're good.
4: Well, these girls know that I believe in, again, good footwork and passing. I think passing is key. Uh, we work on passing a lot. Um, obviously, just, I mean, all of the skills. I mean, they have to be able to serve, receive, and serve. Um, we have to be able to pass well in order to run our offense. I mean, most teams that are, are successful also have a lot of offensive weapons. And I think on this team we do have a lot of offensive weapons, but also can play tenacious defense. So, And I think that we have the players to do all of those things. How many seniors? We have seven seniors. Oh, my. Wow. have yeah, seven seniors.
0: And, you know, kind of a change. I mean, it was Coach Frazier for a while. Now you're, you're back. A lot of the kids even know you, even though you haven't coached for a while because of your – being a high school teacher, you're a French teacher at Bell Fountain High and a uh, pretty highly thought of teacher too. So that's, yeah. that's, that's something to consider there. But uh, was there any, I kind of wonder what it's like when you're the coach that, that, that takes over when there, when there's a transition, what, what was that like for you?
4: Well, you know, when I actually, when I took over in 97, um, at that point, when I first came here and even as a JV coach, there had been a lot of turnover in coaches so I felt like I have has had some experience with that because the gal that I had coached with for those two years, she only stayed for those two years. So I felt like even back then, we kind of had to build a program. And I feel like that's something that we've actually been trying to, you know, even start thinking about how do we rebuild this program from the bottom up. Um, so I guess I feel like I've had a little bit of experience with that, but also, you know, It does take a lot of work, and I think that the good thing or the great thing is that we have a coaching staff that's really dedicated and willing to do that. Um, I know it would have been difficult for me to come back in on my own, and I know I wouldn't have if I did not have Coach Phelps, Coach Mitchell with me as well.
0: Who are the assistants?
4: Tara Phelps and then Taylor Mitchell.
0: Okay. All right. And do you even pick out, like, junior high coaches when you talk about your program? How does that work?
4: Well, I think... Do you that, have an input, I
0: guess I should say? Yes. I do have some you have some input. Okay. How's the whole program been doing? I know that you're 6-4, and four, but, you know, JV, junior high, what do you know about those teams right now?
4: Well, the 8th grade is actually they're doing pretty well. Um, they've had a lot of three-set matches. I know the 7th grade, we actually were able to help them in a camp this summer, and I've seen a lot of progress. We've been able to see a few of their matches. And again, it's really about building, you know, working on <clears throat> fundamentals and the skill. So I continue to see them progress each with each match, and that's really what that lower level is about: is just learning the skill. It's not about just wins and losses.
0: Who are your seven seniors?
4: We have with us tonight. We have Lily Palmer and Olivia Olam. We have Latoya Rogan. We have Delmari Zay's Col- Colon. That's yes, Jordan Butler. Um, sorry. Ken Kenzie Flora and Julia Nelson.
0: Seven seniors. Wow. Well, we have two of them on the show. We'll have Coach Hodge talk about them. And then we'll give her a break and get Coach uh, Phelps in here along with the girls. want to have you talk to me about Lily Palmer, what she does on the court, what position she does, and then maybe what, what you know about her off the court.
4: Well, Lily is obviously a senior. She's a setter. Um, I know that she's been setting on the varsity team since she was a freshman. Um she has been a great leader for this team because she definitely uh, she definitely is a, is a gamer. She wants to win, but she's good about being a positive leader. She has a great work ethic. Work ethic. Um, and I feel like so far, like, she's really been able to help rally the girls and try to get them to understand that it's the concept of the team. It's the We Before Me concept. Um, so I think right now, you know I, I feel like that she's really done an awesome job as a setter for us and as a as a senior captain along with Olivia.
0: Olivia Olam is the other chieftain on Chieftain roll call. What uh, position she does, Shannon, and what shes you know is known for on and off the court. Well,
4: actually, both of these girls are known for a lot of things. In fact, just just a little side note, they're both homecoming queen
0: candidates. That's I true. Yes, yeah, so yeah,' we'll find out their fate in a few days.
4: Yes. Olivia is a middle hitter for us, middle blocker. Um, again, she's also been a great leader from the beginning. So both of these girls have been in the gym with us since early on. They've been able to help lead and instruct even some of the younger girls on and off the court. Um, both of them bring an energy and enthusiasm, and so we really much, you know, we really appreciate that because it's really through their leadership that some of the younger girls can understand what what we expect. So.
0: Okay, and you play uh, Thursday at London? Play tomorrow at London. You know anything about their team?
4: Well, right now they are 2-1 and one in the league, yes.
0: Okay, so yeah. decent. Yeah. Is there a favorite in CBC, like going into the year? the the one Somebody said that's the school that I probably will it's, win. It's,
4: right now there are two and 3-0 teams, uh, Jonathan Alder and Kenton Ridge. Okay. And then right behind them is London and us.
0: Yeah. You played against Kenton Ridge Tuesday, where the day – and I know they've won that match three0, but did they impress you? Not, not just last night, but just maybe on the season?
4: Um, I honestly, I feel like that they are a beatable team. I feel like again, if we were able to put together a, a very okay. consistent match, I think that they're a team that again, we played very well against them in the first set. Um, this is a team that uh, you know I been, I know that Ben Logan beat them. They did. that's true. Um, but then Ken Ridge did turn around and beat London. And London had beat Ben Logan. So I think that it, we have some very competitive teams on our side of the CBC.
0: All right, let's talk to the girls. We'll have Coach Phelps great places with Coach Hodge. It's the Lady Chieftain Volleyball Program on Chieftain Roll Call. Lily, we're going to have that microphone get really close to you there. You're a senior. You're a setter. I think you won over 1,000 career sets. Yep, last week. That's pretty pretty impressive. So you you're a four-year player. What do you know now that maybe you didn't know a few years ago? How have you How have you evolved in your in your volleyball game? Um,
5: a few years ago, I come, especially coming on as a freshman, I I kind of expected it being different, but stepping out there then compared to now, it's a lot more reassuring knowing that I have girls out there and coaches out there with me.
0: How is the team different? You know, there was the the coaching change, uh, Coach Frazier stepped aside, and Coach Hodge is, is, is back after she took, uh, gosh, about a decade off. I guess time flies. But, uh, you know, how, do, how is it different right now?
5: Um, I'm actually, and I can speak for the team as well, we have created a sense of confidence and reassurance that not only are we out there fighting for ourselves, but our coaches are out there fighting with us as well. And I think that's something that we lacked not only as a team, but as an entire volleyball program last year
0: having more fun this year?
5: Yes, yes. And it we they've also taught us really well, like coach Hodge mentioned earlier, not to measure it by wins and losses, but by progress. And even though we started off the season really strong and we we're, we're we're still strong, don't get me wrong. We just have hit a stump, and we've learned that yeah. that it, it is okay and that we're we're putting in more
0: work than most teams. You know, it's kind of a balanced team, too. Coach Hodge had seven seniors, which is, is a lot, but there are some young players that play, too. Any young player that's uh, maybe surprised you with how they've done?
5: Um, no, because, well, I, I guess we've been kind of watching them since they have started middle school. So we've kind of seen them um, come up since then, and we've also been practicing with them since April. So it's kind of created a bond that they're no longer underclassmen
0: to us, that we're all the same team. Lily Palmer here on Chieftain Roll Call with us. Lily, anything else you do at the school other than volleyball?
5: Um, I compete for the DECA team here at Bow Fountain, and I'm in yearbook. And so you might see me on sidelines taking pictures for okay. the team.
0: Oh, okay. you have any uh, plans after you graduate?
5: Um, I'm planning on going to a four-year college um, to study business
0: and a possible uh, pre-law oh, very- somewhere. Very good. Olivia Ulam is here as well. We're going to have her get close to the microphone. Again, both these girls up for Homecoming Queen, which I just came out uh, a couple of days ago here at Bell Fountain High. Olivia, you're a uh, senior middle hitter? Yes, I am. Okay, this question will be pretty easy for you, but uh, for those that don't know volleyball too well, what is the job of a middle hitter? What do you do?
6: Um, So middle um – um. We're mainly there for blocking because um, we're always moving. We don't ever drop back and pass um, when we're on playing defense. Um, we always go up to block, and then we do get set. We run um, pretty quick sets um, from the middle. Um, we don't get set as often as outside and right side, um, depending on what pass we get. But um, we do um, hit aggressive when we do get set.
0: How long have you played volleyball?
6: Um, I've played volleyball since seventh grade, so like six years.
0: All the way through junior high and high school. And you'll, you're will you going to get some of the same questions that Lily already got. But, you know, you did have a coaching change in the off offseason. Yeah. Um, how is it different? What's it like?
6: Um, you know, uh, playing for three years with, like, um, the same, like, kind of coaching ways, um, the change was a lot different. But I think it was different in a very positive way. Um, And I appreciate our coaches for stepping in and believing in us. That's what I think has changed the most is the belief and confidence we have. It's like unmatchable. Um, We've been working since April, and I think that's really helped us. Um, And I can see our progress like so much. Every single player has improved in some way.
0: I know that the coach talked about North Union being a big match. and They've they've been very good (laughs) in volleyball, too. That was a big win for the Chiefs. This week, though, I think you've dropped two in a row they pretty good teams. I would say West Liberty yeah. Sam's good. Kenton Ridge is good, even though I think Lily said they're – or Coach Hodge said they're beatable. But what's happened the last couple matches, maybe on why the team hasn't done better, at least on the scoreboard?
6: Um, I think uh, for now we're leaving the score behind and we're thinking about what us as a team need to work on um, to get better and to see that score improve. But like our coaches have said, if we're not like determining – our wins over like our progress and our success. Um, I think you can really see it in practice and stuff. Um, we have a practice plan and we um, do it all every day. And um, the practice plan is based off like the day before. If we lose to like a good team who is beautiful, we focus on the things that we need to do to beat them next time.
0: Who's the leader on the team or leaders? You might, you might be one of them. Who, who would you consider as the leaders on the volleyball team right now? Um,
6: I would say definitely Lily. She's um, one of our setters. Um, setter is like always on the court, always moving. Um, you can't function without a setter and Lily helps bring the team up. Um, I think most of our seniors have that um, leadership too. Um, you know, We've all stepped up. We know, like, we have some underclassmen, um, but I think we've, like, helped make them comfortable make them know, like, you are a part of this team, even though some people may say, you know, she's just a freshman. Um, But you can work hard and you can improve, and I think that leadership comes from all of us seniors.
0: Any of the younger players uh, made a splash this the last uh, couple months?
6: Yeah. um, uh, We have a few freshmen. One of our setters, Maddie Zedeker, is a freshman, And we have an outside hitter, um, Kelsey Snap, a freshman, and both have shown, like, they are made for this game. Um, They are, like, all over the court, um, and they're definitely two players that we need in this.
0: And uh, Olivia, what else do you do at the high school other than volleyball?
6: Um, I swim in the winter. Um, I also am in yearbook. Um, I'm in marching band and symphonic band as well.
0: You're busy. What uh, What do you think you'll be doing after you graduate?
6: Um, after I graduate, I plan to go to a four year state school, um, and I plan to study nursing and to eventually become a ER trauma nurse.
0: Well, we need them. That's a hard. <laughs> it's a hard job. Going to bring in Coach Phelps here. Some might know her as Tara Zedeker or Tara Overholzer. Right. Back, in, back. Back in the day, and uh, you know, Terry, you've been around volleyball a long time coach Hodge uh, what do you see out of the the, uh, the varsity squad after 10 games?
3: Um, I see a lot of dedication and motivation um, I know you've mentioned a couple times the losses we've had in the last week and like Liv said we do have a practice plan but they come in determined they don't come in worried about yesterday they're just ready to get better and they're looking at the next game because they know that you know we can't change anything behind us and they're ready to move
0: forward. Yeah, they've had big wins, too. I'm just saying the recent yeah. recent games have been a couple losses. Um, what, do you, what do you think the potential is for this team? If they stay healthy, they're working together, You know, everything's going the right direction. What's the potential the next month?
3: Um, I think their potential will be determined by them. We've talked to them a lot about that. Um, I would say that we're probably maybe our biggest enemy um, when we're on the court, and it comes back to that c- consistency on the court, making them believe every day every play no matter what the score is and just having that confidence that we have a lot of talented players but most importantly they have a lot of heart and this team has really been working hard since we've had access to the gym in april and that's really hard to match and i think as soon as it clicks and they're all on the same level we're we're going to be unstoppable
0: your daughter's a freshman yes maddie Zeteker, we just heard about her olivia mentioned her Uh, she's playing Sparsity. How how's that gone for her, and how's it also gone where her mom's one of the coaches? Yep,
3: yep. It is definitely a very hard role. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure put on it, and a lot of eyes. Um, and unfortunately, she doesn't get the mom during season that gets to post the pictures on Facebook and brag about her and give her all those compliments. She unfortunately has to go home with the coach that's probably talking about what we have to work on tomorrow and what she did wrong and <laughs> where we need to get better. So um, it, it's a really tough role for her and I both.
0: Setter? Yes. Setter? Okay. And um, how can you get better? Because this, this is one of the parts that Coach Hodge talked about since April, which April is, you know, not volleyball season by high school standards. That doesn't start until probably August 1st, I would guess, is when they officially start the season. But in this sport, how important is the off season to get better for the regular season?
3: Um, I like the quote, you know, uh, champions are made in the off season. Um, I think that just having a ball in hand, regardless of what it is, whether you're playing club and playing a game, whether you're in the gym with a coach or whether you're at home doing your own thing, I think it's a mindset. And it's just one of those things where if you ride a bike every day, you're probably not going to fall off. But if you only ride it every six months, you're probably going to have trouble. And I think that goes for volleyball, too. It's whether you have the ball in your hand and what you're willing to do in the off season.
0: Who's the Lady Chiefs' big rivals?
3: Um, I would probably say um, maybe based on the summer Indian Lake, we get pretty excited to play them. It's pretty close and competitive. I think any of your county schools you would consider rivals, um, but I think right now for the girls, I would say Indian Lake is probably one of the most exciting games. For
0: okay. Them. Do you would you call yourself a varsity assistant? Do you coach a JV team? What, what's your role?
3: Um, mainly varsity assistant. I kind of do whatever Coach Hodge asks me to do. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. All right. So you're you're helping out and all the different ways. What's it been like for you
3: um, I this, this
0: think, year? This year. Yeah,
3: No, I think it's really good. Um, as you know, I played for Coach Hodge when I was in school, and then I coached with her. She got me into coaching. And for me, this is a big honor. I think that I am the person I am today because of her, even in my uh, job and the structure and the discipline and the dedication that she's taught me. And so I'm really excited to be alongside her and give these girls what she gave me. And I think Coach Mitchell would agree
0: as well. So the early 2010s, you were the head coach, mm-hmm. now, but now you're an assistant. Uh, what's the similarities or differences in your two, two roles here that you've had?
3: Um, well, honestly, I feel like I can assist a lot better having that experience as a head coach to know um, what I can maybe help her with or take off her plate or take on for her so that she can focus on the team and making sure we're exactly where we need to be. And I feel like because we do work together and we have that experience, that is why we can give so much to these girls and devote um, everything we got.
0: Good luck the rest of the season. Thank you. That is Coach Tara Phelps, varsity assistant. I heard from Coach Shannon Hodge, head coach of Belfound Volleyball, and a couple of seniors, Lily Palmer and Olivia Olam, both homecoming queen candidates, by the way. Earlier on Chieftain Roll Call, it was Belfound assistant football coach Rick Reed and junior center Jack Varner, our show comes your way each week. We're doing this from the WBCS studios at Bellfountain High School, and it's presented to you by Easton Water Solutions. For all of our guests, I'm Bill saying have a good week.